myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. A summer Saturday night and we had a throwdown. Edison and Ramirez coming to blows. Ramirez knocked Anderson to the ground. And then chaos ensued. It wasn't ass kicking. Much like the teams have done to the White Sox all season. Ramirez hit Timmy with a hook and then his face shook. And down to the ground he went. Oh, it's a summer Saturday night, and we had a throwdown. Edison and Ramirez coming to blows. Ramirez knocked Anderson to the ground. Then chaos ensued. Yeah. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It's me, Michael, and with me as always, S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? Going. A little Sam Cook. There we go. A little Sam Cook in here. We're cooking on a Wednesday night. Yes, we are. We record this, so uh, yeah. Uh, we'll catch you next good, week. Good, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it for us. We'll see you next week. Uh, no, it's uh, yeah. We had the uh, the the fight card here, uh, which we can talk about here and uh, uh, later on here. But yeah, they, they literally went. It looked like something straight out of West Side Story, right there. You know, yeah. They popped up. They actually got the fists up and ready to go. Yeah, mirrors was like. Took him right, uh, right in the chops, and uh, Anderson dropped like a rag doll. Dropped like a rag doll. Yeah. So, yeah, we could definitely get into the fight, which will lead into something cool that you came up with, which is yeah. pretty fucking dope. Uh, <laughs> a couple things at the top of the headlines to talk about is uh, first, Cole Hamels retires, which yeah. I don't know if you consider him a, a Phillies legend or not. Um, I guess you would because they won the series in 08. Right. right. So, and he was the MVP of that series. So, yeah, I'd say he'll probably get his number retired. I'm I'm certain by the yep. Philadelphia yep. Phillies, and he had a pretty good career. I, I don't think it's Hall of Fame worthy at all, in my opinion. No, but it's some of his stats look kind of cool, right? I mean, twenty over twenty five hundred strikeouts. He yep. ended his career with a three point four three ERA, ERA yep. and two no hitters. That's not bad. Yep, I had that. Uh, yep, the combined no hitter in fourteen, and then the actual no hitter for himself in fifteen. Four time yeah. All Star, World Series champ. Can't take that away from him, but no. um. Yeah, I mean it was a, a nice, a nice, solid, solid career, and like you said, he'll probably be in the Phillies Hall of Fame, just not the National Baseball Hall of Fame. So. Yeah, yeah, he won't be, he won't be in the old National Hall of Fame, which is, uh, it makes sense. I mean, just the the shit that was there, but his 08 run was Man, pretty yeah. fucking spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from being a champion World Series MVP and an LCS MVP, he was dominating all year long. Nope. I mean, yep. that was a really good year for Cole Hamels. But, you know, after that, he was really never as dominant. I mean, right. he kind of rode he kind of rode the oh, coattails of that. Yeah, <laughs> kind of for the rest of the for the rest of his career, because, I mean, he's had some good seasons. Don't get me wrong. I mean, in 2018, he had 2.36 ERA. But, I mean, we're not talking, you know, I mean, that was a really good year. I mean, a really yeah. good year, but he didn't get like an all star uh, bid or anything on that and mm-hmm. um kind of looking at some of his stuff here he had decent years to go i mean he was over a 10 game winner in one two three four five six seven eight nine in oh. nine seasons out of 15 years which is really cool right but overall i i think he would just chalk him up as a really good pitcher like a very yep. good pitcher i mean injuries right injuries is always a motherfucker mm-hmm. um as well. I mean, he had a really good stint in Philadelphia before just kind of moving Figuring on. Out, you know? yeah. 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 No. So- solid, solid career. Uh, World Series champ and LCS MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good on, good on Cole. I did not realize that he was only 39. So uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. Well, he will be 40 in December. All right. Well, there you go. But you figure some pitchers, I mean, they're not all like Verlander, right? Right. Or, yeah, Scherzer, those type of that long longevity, or like Nolan Ryan, who pitched until he was like 60, wasn't he? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, yeah. if you look at uh, Cole Hamill's career, I would con- kind of like compare him to maybe like a Kenny Rogers mm-hmm. or shit, even like a Mike Hampton. 
but mm-hmm. I would say he's better than those guys just because he ended his career under four ERA, which they really didn't. But uh, I mean, Hampton was a dominant lefty, yeah. right? And uh, I remember him, God, with the um, with uh, Hampton with the Mets. I remember him with Colorado. Mm-hmm. I think it, well, he had a stint in the, with the Padres and what have you. But Kenny Rogers was a powerful lefty thrower too. So yeah. in the world of southpaws, I, I really do think Cole Hamels has his place. And yeah, I mean, if I was a Tigers fan and he pitched for Detroit and had those kind of years that he had in Philly, yeah, I would say you probably need to retire the guy. Right, right. But uh, yeah, probably not a Hall of Famer. Definitely no, no, no. But a solid career nonetheless. Yep, solid career. Nonetheless, and then on the other side of things, to somebody who is still playing, yeah. the Tampa Bay Rays came out. I think it was yesterday. They sh- they're shutting down Shane McClanahan, their number one guy for not only the rest of the season but for the I'm rest of the year. The table, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a forearm thing. Okay, so I mean, this is pretty pretty bad, right? I mean, the Orioles Orioles have overtook the division. Yep. At this point, Tampa Bay's won two straight, but. Seven, seven and three in their last ten, but man, I, I, I honestly, do you think yeah. it's going to hurt them down the stretch? Because I oh, think I it's going to so. hurt them down the stretch. Uh, I, how many pitchers now have they lost in the last couple of years? It seems like to Tommy. John uh, I know major, major injuries with, uh, with their, with their pitching. Staff. Shane Boz, like, yeah. Tyler Glass, now. Yep, yeah, yep. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think this is going to come back and and bite them in the butt because you talk about, you can talk about offense, you know. All day long, but pitching wins championships here, and you need pitching, especially in a five-game, you know, best of five or best of seven playoff series to get you through. And and the the race staff is just you know dropping like flies. They you know, it's I I think I I do do think this is going to hurt them. Do I think they're still going to make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. They'll be you know they'll be all right and get in. Probably won't win the division. I think at this point, but uh, uh, yeah, I think I really do think they are in trouble here. So. Oh, yeah, Steve, I, I have to agree because at this point, and, and it sucks too, because at this point you had Tyler Glass now come back mm-hmm. and now he's battling fucking injury again, but yeah. he was going to be kind of the head of that staff before or, you know, after McClanahan went down. So now yeah. you're kind of, it kind of falls on people like Zach Eflin, Zach, Zach Little, and then you have yeah. the Aaron Savali who, who oh, yeah. you just got. Which would that makes that move look even more genius? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I just I think that when it comes down to it, could pitching be a problem for for the Rays? And I I think they could. I mean, it's hard to replace somebody like McClanahan. He was having a Cy Young type year. He was eleven and two with a three point two nine ERA and one hundred and twenty one strikeouts over one hundred and fifteen innings. Yeah, but he did miss some time in July, which set him back. He had some uh, I I think some back tightness. He was, uh, he started in the all-star game and, or he was in the all-star game. And then I think he started in last year's all-star game. And then I think he finished sixth in the Cy Young voting last year. So, right. And he was on his way to possibly his first Cy Young. I would have believed this year, but man, Steve, I I'm looking at this now and the AL East is the Orioles to lose now moving forward. Oh, I think so. I think so. Although, um, you know, I, I, Toronto's come on they've scuffled as a late, but they're, you know, catching a little bit of fire. Uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are kind of just fading into the sunset. But yeah, I think this is definitely Baltimore's uh, division to lose. They've uh, they've turned it up and uh, have the other teams in their rearview mirror right now. So I guess it's good. Like you said, it's good on the Rays that they at least got Aaron Savali before the trade deadline or yeah. else they'd be really fucked. You know? Oh, they'd be screwed. I mean, they mm-hmm. they needed to add to that that rotation. And I think and with Shane Boz out... And- Taj Bradley is not uh, cutting it here. You know they had high hopes for him, and he's been uh, as a guy that had him on his team on his fantasy team. He's been less than stellar ERA of almost six and a five and seven uh, record right now. They were hoping for more out of him, and yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah. Well, it's not not good for that staff right now. No, it's not, and it sucks too because this was a lot of people thought this was their year, and I, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, and I don't think you are too. We're not saying hey. We're not saying it's over. (laughs) We're not saying that. We're not saying that at all. But it's it's at this point now where you're kind of like, okay, what what's going to happen now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what's going to happen with this team now? I mean, they've had a bad string. I think you're right, Steve. I mean, losing Tyler Glass now when they did last year and the last couple of years, and then uh, Shane Boz goes down. And I remember one of their top prospects who is now 27. um, (laughs) He went underwent Tommy John surgery uh, in uh, near the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So 
And, and they had that uh, Drew Drew Rasmussen. Remember, he had all that near no hitter earlier in the season there. And now I think didn't he have Tommy John too? Is I believe he, out he did too. too yeah. Yep. So Drew Rasmussen's gone too. So this is a team that can't really. Kind of reminds me of the Tigers last year, where they just can't they keep just their starters get healthy. Out the, yep. Yeah, they couldn't get out. Can't get out of their own way when it comes to injuries. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. It is. It's really sad when you think about it, and you're, you you mm-hmm. kind of have to wonder what, like, what, what, what are they going to do? What are they going to do moving forward? And I think Aaron Savalia, that was a great start, but yep. I, yeah, at this point, I just think, yeah, moving on, what are you going to do? I mean, Josh Fleming, I think he even got hurt with them, so uh, you just have like. It's time to look at the microscope of your uh, strength and conditioning coach here. That, right, and that's what made the Tigers do going. that. Exactly, that's when Scott Harris came in. He pretty much cleaned house of everything on that because of this this thing we kept getting injury after injury and he came in and brought in new people and i think maybe the rays have to look at that themselves yeah you know and this isn't the first time that mm -mm. uh teams have been under scrutiny for putting a bad strength and conditioning and even medical teams under consideration i know uh the indianapolis colts right now with uh jonathan taylor Mm -hmm. jonathan taylor there's talks that he's blaming the strength and conditioning for his injury last year you really? know, when he was coming off the year before that, he was like an MVP candidate. And then last year he shit the yeah. bed. Yep. So he's just kind of unhappy with the not only the contract situation, but the organization as a whole. And, and that's not the first time. I and mean, there's just been a lot of there's been that over the years. You see a lot of that where teams, certain players are displeased with how they were taken care of. And they have legitimate gripes. I, I don't blame yep. them, yep. Uh, especially when you see a series of injuries like this. I mean, I know Tyler Glass now him getting injured can't be just a spider tack thing, right? I mean, no, no. I, I think it just came at an unfortunate time, but you really do. You got to kind of look at the innards of that of that organization. And uh, McClanahan, just a young, promising pitcher. I This is a forearm injury, Steve, so I don't think we're okay. looking at, I don't think we're looking at Tommy John. Uh, surgery so definitely is an option, but I think this is just, hey, we'll shut you down for the year and then you'll be back spring training or shortly thereafter. But yeah, you just got to feel for him. I, I know it kind of comes at a bad time because I'm sure Tampa Bay would have done all. I mean, we probably, the Tigers would have traded Erod to Tampa Bay in a fucking yeah. heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah, if they, if Chant McClanahan went down earlier before deadline, oh, yeah, they would look more than just Savali. They'd <laughs> look for a couple starting pitchers. I'm sure they probably would have been out on the Justin Verlander yep. and the Max Scherzer at deals. Yep. I mean, yeah, dude. So just kind of, uh, Shaky grounds right now in Tampa Bay, and like you said, Toronto's kind of catching up. So, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're kind of in for a wild August September coming up on these teams. It's gonna be a fun, be a fun last two months. I agree. So, I, uh, you know. I totally agree, Steve. Um, yeah, kind of going into something that's gonna kind of lead into a couple things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being the, our fun little game for the week, and then uh, the other being uh the whole Tim Anderson Jose Ramirez fight, but. That kind of all accumulates from the White Sox culture under scrutiny. Uh, yeah, which is uh, that kind of came out this week. Yep, yep. which was I wild, yeah. right? It's uh, who was it? Middleton from from uh, well, he used to be with them. He's a former mm-hmm. reliever with the White Sox. Uh, yeah. Kenyon Middleton criticizes the White Sox clubhouse culture. So basically, wow. Kenyon Middleton comes out. And he's and he he says a lot of stuff, and I'm just gonna read a quote. Uh, he he right now he pitches for the Yankees, um, okay. and he said uh, that uh, the players came in with no rules. So he goes in his quote, he goes, "I don't know how you police the culture if there are rules or guidelines to follow because everyone is doing their own thing. Like, how do you say anything about it because there are no rules?" He's talking about the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Um. He says you have rookies sleeping in the bullpen during the pregame. During, d- during the pregame and the game, you have guys missing meetings. You have guys missing pitching, pitcher fielding practices, and there are no consequences for any of this stuff. And a lot of, and so they were digging into a lot of this. He yeah. goes, um, and then he went on to say, this is the last quote. Uh, when I got to spring training, I heard of a lot of the same stuff was happening last year, which Steve, that would have been under Tony LaRusso. Tony LaRusso's watch, right? And he yeah. says, it's happening again this year. So not sure how I could change it. They don't tell you not to miss P- PFPs, which is the pitcher fielders meeting, and they don't tell you not to miss me. And they don't tell you not to miss meetings. And if it happens, it's just okay. <laughs> so, Steve, wow. 
me picking the White Sox like two years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to pick him next year. I mean, this kind of says what's going on in that organization. And he went as far as other reporters and he went as far to mention, Steve, mm-hmm. that uh, the ringleaders of this bad, immature approach are Yon Mankata, yep. who was at one time the hot prospect hot in all prospect. of baseball, yep. had a kind of a good start, good first year, and then he just shit the bed every year right. after that. Uh, Eloy Jimenez. Oh, when he's not injured? I guess right. when he's not, he's a ringleader, huh? Yeah, right. and that's what I could have, I was like, wow, so he's actually around? <laughs> right? Exactly. When, when does this guy have time? He's, yeah, you know? yeah for, from from slipping on banana peels or sneezing wrong and injuring himself, I didn't realize he had time to uh, be around and be a ringleader. Right. Yeah, and uh, it's just, uh, I forgot who the third guy they mentioned, but. Well, I read uh, 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 the story on Bleacher Report, which uh, Grandall is denying. Yasmin Grandall, Grandall, that's the other one. Is um, uh, I guess the day before the All-Star break, he wasn't in the lineup and he just wanted to leave early. And uh, was you oh know, made God. it very clear he wanted to leave. And Tim Anderson basically said, uh, "Let me see if I can find the exact quote from what uh, what they said." Uh, there was a tweet. Grandall wasn't in the lineup the day before the All Star break. Wanted to just leave early. Made it very clear. Paraphrasing here, but Tim Anderson said, "Fuck him. If he doesn't want to be here, I'll pay for his flight." Grandall walked over to Tim Anderson in the tub and slapped him across the face. Wait, uh, Tim Anderson slapped Grandall or Grandall slapped Anderson? No, Grandall slapped Tim Anderson. God damn, Tim Anderson's getting yeah. it left and right. He really is. But that this was before his fight with Ramirez. Oh. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh boy. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but Grandall denies that report. Well, that's pretty specific. So yeah, exactly. I exactly. kind of lean on the side of truth. Uh huh. On that, just because that would be kind of a quite a crazy way to. Yeah. Uh, Lance Lynn actually just got interviewed not too long ago, too. I believe it was yesterday or earlier this week as well. And and he he pitches for the Dodgers now. Right. Yep. I think he got he ended up getting traded. Right. And uh, supposedly he defends the culture. Uh, he, he does. You know, he, he defends the culture that it wasn't all bad, but there was things he wasn't going to comma it. What he wasn't going to uh, comment on. Okay. But at the same time, I mean, they asked him about certain stuff and he kept silent on it, um, yeah. you know, but he, you know, but he, he defends a lot of it, but a lot, but there is stuff he doesn't talk about. So, okay. At that point, you know, that there's a negative part there's of your something. culture. Yep. There's, if I was an owner hearing this and when I heard the word, when I hear a guy that wants to leave that thing, you just read me mm-hmm. when if I see a guy leaving before all-star game early mm-hmm. and not caring about this game prior to exactly. that, I, you're fired, dude. Like uh-huh. you're cut. I'm not paying you your fucking money. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, not taking your job seriously. You're an embarrassment to the game of baseball. And, yep. and Rick Hahn, who is kind of the vice president and the GM yeah. of the Chicago white Sox, He's got to get a hold of this. I mean, uh-huh. this was a team that had so much promise, Steve. They did. For the last few years, I mean, you have a good young core, supposedly. And at this point, I mean, Luis Robert, you had Yon Moncada, Eloy Jimenez, but he can't stay healthy. Uh, I I mean, I'm going to, I can. Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease. You had a a nice group there. Uh, Yeah. And before Giolito got traded, you, this was before the, yeah. Yeah. This was before every, like you said, before everybody (laughs) got traded and before everybody, the team is starting to split now. Before that, they looked like they could be promising. And then mm-hmm. we just seen them massively just, I mean, this rebuild's just not working. Nope. And you might have a couple pieces to salvage, but I mean, when you're trading away people like Jake Berger and you're, you know what I mean? Giolito, yep. who's not clearly not your ace. Yep. Okay. You know that there's going to be somewhat of a rebuild going on, but yeah, I think seeing these, these remarks is pretty shocking. And I'm looking at it like, um, Okay, uh, this culture is kind of lionized, and what I mean mm-hmm. by lionized for our listeners, that's Detroit lionized. Yep, there is oh, a yeah. negative stigma. There is a stigma in this locker room, and I don't know. I don't know. What do you do with that, Steve? I mean, what do you do with that? Honestly, man, what I would do is it. It, it comes down to your manager. Your manager needs to be in there. Your manager needs to hold people accountable. Yeah. Uh, so I think you, you got to first start with the manager, but it was happening even before Tony Larissa. So the, you know, their, their new guy, whatever his face came in and is still doing the same thing. 
I, I honestly think, dude, you 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 get rid of the manager. You're gonna have to bring in a uh, a more strict person who's gonna who's gonna be, hold people accountable. And then, honestly, you gotta strip the thing down and start yeah. start again from scratch. Uh, it yeah. would be it would be my opinion because if you can't change the culture uh, if the people that are in there aren't gonna abide by what's going what what should be going on. Right. So you gotta you know it's kind of like you got a uh, a fungus on a toe or something like that or an infection on a toe. You don't want it to spread uh, any further. You chop that toe right off. You know. Yeah. No, and, it makes uh, sense. Th- this th- this you know these these people that are ringleaders, so to speak, or whatever they get they got to go. Or they need to get their shit together. Yeah, unfortunately, they're in a weird situation. Um, and it will, and if you do what you just said, Steve, that would put their first year manager, yep. uh, Pedro Griffoyle, mm-hmm. as kind of a Ron Gardenhire type of guy, kind of yep. a layover to get until you get right with what you need, and mm-hmm. then you go and find that AJ Hinch, or you go and find that that guy, their version yep. of AJ Hinch, but you go and find that guy. Ozzy Gein, of course, is commenting on this and his stuff is always hilarious, but oh, yeah, he, I love that. But yeah. one thing I will say what he said, and I, I caught a couple of clips is he goes, when, when you have a team, whether you're playing or coaching, you have to look at it as, as a family, you mm-hmm. protect each other, you defend each other, you play for each other, you help each other. And when, if ever he goes here, it's, well, I'm kind of summarizing what he said, but he goes, right. basically, he goes, everybody's kind of in it for themselves here, and there's nobody yeah. taking accountability. And that's mm-hmm. one of the serious problems of this organization is nobody's taking accountability for this. Uh, Larissa got the fuck out of there. I mean, they yep. basically <laughs> let him go. And he was just past it. I mean, he was past yeah. his prime. I think he was over it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure he was. Sli- I mean, he was sleeping in the dugout probably with the other probably, players that were oh, sleeping. Dude. Yeah, that was always that, remember the joke when they were in the uh, what's it the wild card round and they lost. Yeah. And I said, uh, you got to wake up Larissa, probably let him know the season's over. Yeah, yeah, because he was always fucking sleeping, closing yeah. his eyes and shit. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You you kind of you, you get it down to the studs and you work from there. It's really hard though because at one time they were one of the top mm-hmm. three. I think one of the top farm systems in all of baseball. Oh yeah, and, yep. and I mean you you had such good people on in there, and yep. they come up to the pros and they're not doing stuff. And some of the other ones aren't developing as good. I think yep. Luis Roberts about the only salvageable one you can really have. You know, Mancada's mm-hmm. just not it, man. I think he needs just a new team. Uh, yep. I, I don't even know what's going to change him. He's just not what I thought he was going to be. Um, Eloy Jimenez, we're done. I mean, oh, there's a whole rant. Remember we talked about this rant? We were talking yeah. about some guy went off on it. Uh, yep. And I could sit here and just pick people all day, but I remember Blake Rutherford, who was um, Rutherford, who was one of their outfielders uh, mm-hmm. uh, last year and the year before, and he was a top prospect, at least a top five. And then every every year, you've seen him kind of drop lower keep, and yeah. lower or higher or lower, I should say, in the prospect uh, uh, rankings. rankings there. Yep. And now they traded him to the Washington Nationals. So. <laughs> It just shows you there's a not only a development problem, but there's a maturity problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should say just de- development as a whole, development as uh, as turning these these young ball players into at- clear, adamant, respectable professionals who not only respect the game but respect each other and themselves. And there's a problem developing the talent pool that you have. Yep. So, yeah, man, I think I would do exactly what you said. Bring it all down the studs. I would probably get rid of Rick Hahn. And I know yep. it's hard for this team to really realize that because they made such big trades, getting a lot of key players off that team like a Chris Sale and getting back hauls of prospects and you're just not doing anything with it and they just mm-hmm. didn't produce. But hey, that's the hard reality. Go down the road and talk to the Detroit Tigers. They went through the same <laughs> oh, bullshit. God. They gave yeah. away the everything to get a prospect pool in there to yep. get top prospects. And then when they when they they're st- we're still kind of in that. Where mm-hmm. some have panned out, a lot haven't panned out. Well, so we we were what top tops three on the prospect list when we were. and Torkelson and Miser, and then we're uh, yep. we're all in the minors. And look how it worked out for us. Yeah, Not well, all right. But, <laughs> but see, you're ta- you're talking about three players who are still not Develop, yet. Yeah. We can't totally say that they're bust yet. Yeah, right? jury's still out. The jury's yeah. still out. There's some good, but there's some bad, right? Like, I would consider Riley Green kind of like the Luis Robert of the yeah. Chicago White Sox. Like, there's something to work with there. Yep. Torque, 
it's give and take, man. He just yeah. he's a healthy guy. He stays healthy, mm-hmm. but he's just not what he was in college baseball. And then Mize is just injury prone. So <laughs> there's just a lot there. But I will tell you, everybody past them. I mean, from your Jake Rogers, you had the Matt Manning, you had uh, Tarek uh, Skubel. Yeah, uh, Tarek Skubel. Who else I'm thinking? One of the pitchers uh, uh, for a Fiedo. Fiedo, yep. Fiedo. They had jo- Joey Wentz. Joey Wentz. You had these like top prospects in there, and and where there's guys that we could keep naming because there's so many of them. That's what made yep. that pool so special because it wasn't just built great from at the top. There was people like. You could say that your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth guys could come in there and be solid fucking major league players, and they just weren't, Steve. Your Das Cameron's gone. You know what I mean? Like, they're just gone. Derek Hill, first-round pick, gone, right? So (laughs) it just – I think the Tigers realized after Alavila, like, okay, we got to salvage what is left, but we still are rebuilding, and you got to understand that we got to build this up the right way. So I think what going back to what you said, I think the White Sox need to do that, I think, mm-hmm. as well, that they need to just rip it down to the studs and start over. And it sucks because you don't really have a lot to trade. Yeah. But you're just going to have to you're going to have to score in the draft. Yep. And yeah. you're going to have to make deals somehow, yep. some way. Yep. And get and a better to, I'd say get a better GM in there, too. Yep. And you're going to bring in uh, veterans that will, you know, because, you know, the, it, it's on the manager to police the clubhouse, but you also need players in there that can also police and be extra eyes for the manager. You know, you think about, uh, you know, one of our local teams, the Pistons had yeah. Bill, Bill Lame Beer and Isaiah. We do things this way. You do A, B, and C. This is how we run things here. Right. And you need people like that in your clubhouse, too. They're going to say, this is how things are done here in Chicago. Uh, and and if you're not going to do it this way, there's the door. Like Grandall, like you said. Wants to take a day off since he's not in the lineup before the All-Star break. You know what? Why don't you take a lot of days off? Get the fuck out of here. You don't want to be here to support your team. Just get the fuck out. Yeah, didn't and they I have... That, I think that's what Tim Anderson was saying pretty much. You know, like, fuck him. I'll pay for your flight if you want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it sucks because Tim Anderson is the leader of the clubhouse, but even he has maturity issues because mm-hmm. wasn't he ripping on somebody last year, the year before, about being racist? And the guy's like, oh, yeah. I never said anything yep. racist to him. Mm-hmm. I think he was bagging on, like, Chapman or... yeah. It was somebody who was kind of like a, a name, a bigger name, mm-hmm. just like him. And Tim Anderson has been like that, but he's also a leader in the clubhouse, supposedly, right. which we're going to get into this in a minute. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's where you start. It's like, I'm sorry, but you're probably going to have to trade Tim Anderson. It sucks yep. because he's having a bad year. Mm-hmm. So, so you're not going to get anything for him. Yeah, and th- I think they were smart not to trade him at the deadline because you probably wouldn't have got a lot for him. Mm-hmm. But I do think at the at the start of the next year, you, before it's next be year, yeah. you, you might have to think about it. Just trade them to a team where that will bite on prospects, mm-hmm. right? That needs a shortstop. So, yep. Yep. Uh, a team that's very close to taking the next step, and then yeah. you know we'll give up some of their some of their prospects to help take that next step. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Somebody. Yep. yep. I, I think that's why, Steve. I think somebody that's ready to take a next step. I mean, I can think of a handful of teams that would probably take him, and who want to win now, and mm-hmm. would gladly give up some prospects so that's kind of where they're at and this kind of just leads into our next thing is the fight the big fight that happened between (laughs) the chicago white Sox and the cleveland guardians and i've seen it i laugh my ass off so tim anderson so okay so breakdown steve i I, i'm I'm still unsure of what happened so basically there was a play at second base right uh jose ramirez slid in slid in safe right correct and he wanted to get helped up and Tim yep, Anderson wasn't going to help him. Right. Yeah. He slid under uh, Anderson's legs or something and wanted, you know, help up. And I don't know if words were exchanged or what, but then all of a sudden they're up and the, the, the gloves are off and, and they're basically up ready to, uh, to get they're in the fighting position. There. Right. And it was Tim Anderson who yep. kind of started it because mm-hmm. he was judge. And it might, Jose might've said something, right? right. But, but Tim, Tim Anderson, TA basically, yep. Starts jaw popping him, and then he throws his glove, and then he puts up his like he puts up like ready to go. Yeah, yeah. He like, got like, he squared up like Cabrera and Romine in that. Remember? Oh my god! Yeah, one when they well, the old times. Ready to go. Yeah, I I still look at when I look back at that. I think Miggy did that because he just never got into a fight before. Yeah, like like yeah, he wanted, you know, wanted to add something to his bucket list. There. Right, exactly. 
Because the and way the he did it was it's like fuck freaking it. stunk. Yeah, he was. He threw down everything and then he squared up. It was like, what is happening right now? Like Austin Romine seems like the nicest guy right there. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, what's going on here? I still think that ruined Gary Sanchez's career because after that, because the the sucker punches mm-hmm. Gary uh, Sanchez. Yeah, he sucker punched. Uh, was it Castianos or Castianos? And then yeah. he was remember he was doing that under the pile too. Uh huh. And then he kept pushing people from behind and trying to go after people from behind. And at, after that, he was never the same player Mm-mm. after that. So, yep. um. Yep. Yeah, so it was crazy. Uh, Tim Anderson got some good shots in before the rest of the team came. And it was funny because the umps were just kind of like, they ho- they hockey-umped it. They're like, yeah, fuck they it. they did. They were like, all right, let them do it. it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Tim Anderson t- gets some swings in. Yep. Wild. Uh, Jose Ramirez <laughs> is getting held back, fucking throws gets this, like, there. slap punch thing from, like, mm-hmm. the side, knocks Tim Anderson the fuck out. Did, man. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Lead my man out. <laughs> oh, man. That was yeah. wild. Anderson was getting in some swings before, but then once Ramir- Ramirez made his swing count. <laughs> it was like a fly bugging a, an elephant. It was. And just yeah. slapped. And Boom. He, he, he pu- he's punched the soul out of him, man. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. you know he got knocked out, too, because he went down stiff. Yep. He went you, down exactly. stiff. Boom. Yep. And uh, and then he got up. <laughs> that was so wild, man. Reminded me of uh, was it the Joey Bautista fight? Remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Was it against what's his face? Yeah, against uh, Rognet Odor. Right, Rognet Odor. Yeah, it's the yeah. only thing he's been famous for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That fucking haymaker that just man. took. But I'll I'll take <laughs> Joey Bats ate that punch though. He did. Oh yeah, he ate, he ate that punch. But <laughs> Tim Anderson got knocked the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, like he was yeah. snoozing for like yeah. a split second. At least Bats <laughs> stayed up. You know, he, he took that punch and just was able to absorb it. Yeah. Tim Anderson was just like, 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 yeah, like a statue. Boom. Yeah. Tim Anderson <laughs> was like, fuck it. Um, <laughs> good on Jose Ramirez. They yep. still there's I, I don't want to say what they were fighting about because nobody really knows. Right. I, I'm, I'm sure there's words being talked about. I love that the teams kind of let them fight mm. and the umps let them fight for like a 10 seconds yep that was yeah. fucking rock and roll and then uh then it just got crazy but uh th- i think um uh tim anderson suspended six games six, right yeah ramirez got three and ramirez got three so, so ramirez got that best punch in and only got three games so. yeah so i'm so guessing you, so you know who the ringleader is in this exactly, fight then, you know? exactly and that leads to maturity of course yep. um I, I was listening to mookie betts's podcast today Oh yeah, I forgot he has a podcast. Yeah, and it's basically just interviewing other ball players, and right, right. he's all about the brotherhood, and I, which I really love. But I always yeah. laugh. He, uh, I always laugh that he basically he'll say he goes, "I'm not built like that." He goes, "I'm not fighting." He goes, "I'm the guy pulling people off. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fighter, man." Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I'm not a fighter," but. And then he was talking to Corbin Carroll, who was a rookie for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He goes, yeah, but our team already had a pre-meeting about this. Because I guess a lot, it, like, the, the team, like, saw that game. And they were like, listen, mm-hmm. if that ever happens to us, like, you y'all better jump in there and help each other. Like, you're fucking swinging, too. And Mookie was like, oh, wow. So you guys are good. He goes, yeah. He goes, that's just what we were told to do. Like, you start <laughs> swinging on people if that's uh-huh. how it turns. If your boy goes down like that get knocked out oh, Corbin boy. Carroll's like if I got knocked out like that I'd want my guys to fight fight for yeah, me yeah I was like yeah that was kind of cool Mookie's yeah. like I'm a guy he's like I'm all about like love and and, <laughs> and ripping you know ripping people off I'm not right. you know because because and, and Mookie says and he says um you got to look at it like we're all I love my brothers of baseball they're my brothers in arms like we're all fighting yeah. the same fight man we're all just trying to win um and it's like, oh, I get that, but yeah, you got to be when you're in the heat of the battle, things, you know, think things can happen. Exactly. You know, it, once, you know, when you're between those lines, even the best of friends can, you know, you're fighting to win. You're you're fighting for your teammates. So if it comes down to that, you know, you know I hate to draw the Pistons back in, but Magic Johnson, and Isaiah Thomas were best of friends. They came to blows one time during the 1988 NBA finals. They kissed before every game. Yes, sir. But once it's going. You know, and once that then once that ball's been thrown up, it, all all friendships out the door until the game's over. That's exactly it. Yeah, exactly it. And so. uh, to capitalize off this fight, the Lynchburg Hillcats, which is the I'm sorry, the Lake County Captains. There we go. Who, all right, that's the who, Guardians. Yes, it, right? yeah. they actually um, they after this fight, they decided to host a Jose Ramirez Appreciation Week. 
Ooh. where if you're if you're named Tim, you get free tickets to sit in the grass. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> What a promotion. Three lawn seats, huh? Right. Yeah. So if you're named Tim, you sit in the grass. You sit in the grass. <laughs> That's that you get free tickets to sit in the grass. Hey. Hey, it's a free baseball game. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Go right. Lake County. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, Lake County got destroyed by the Whitecaps this week, though. I Hell should yeah, know I was at three. I was at three of those games last week. Yeah, they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, White or Whitecaps. Uh, one game was rained out, but the Whitecaps took the other five. There we so. go. Yeah. Anyway, go um, Lake County, right? Yeah, go Lake County. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah, man. So yeah. that that was pretty cool. And this leads into Steve. You want to introduce <laughs> what you threw? You threw this. So every once in a while, Steve gets these like really cool ideas. Oh, he Quirk, always gets good quirky ideas. ideas. <laughs> but they're quirky. Like I still remember the Ninja Turtles one, and yeah. I think that was I loved it. Right. And <laughs> but you get these really cool like cool like quirky games that I think are like all star like all all hall of fame so steve please introduce what you want us to do today yeah so uh so so in the spirit of uh of of this fight that happened over the weekend i thought it'd be fun for us to list uh baseball players and who would win in a fight so you and i would come up with uh three three matchups and we'd ask the other one who we thought would win in that fight uh so you know just just come out it could be it can be anybody anybody you want in the game I think I even threw some managers in there for fun. Um, but just, yeah, uh, you know, who, who would who would win in a get in a boxing ring and just go? Who, who do you think would win in that? Uh, yes. So, OK, so basically we're taking two players or yep. anybody we can think of that yep. on a team yep. and put them up against each other and kind of detailing how the fight goes. So basically we're building a fight, a fight card. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, Steve, can I go first? I, I'm going to do sure. we'll do an every other one. Okay. Uh, because I want the the main attraction to be the last one you have because <laughs> that one is so fucking funny. Um, that's gonna be the main fight on the main card. That's the main card fight. So, um, I'll go. Uh, and right away, this is our two guys stepping into the ring or on the field, fucking throwing down. I want to see Aaron Judge versus okay. not somebody his size, somebody way smaller than him, and that's Jose Altuve. <laughs> Man, okay, so that would be fun. So you've seen obviously the pictures. You got a, a judge 100%. and Altuve. Major, major height difference. <laughs> major, like a but, two, like three feet. Yeah, <laughs> two feet. But you know, like like I I just picture Altuve trying to make some swings and Judge just like holding his hand out on top of his <laughs> head and he's just like trying to swing away. But I, in the end, honestly, I think Altuve is going to be scrappy. Okay, Fuck he's not yeah. going to he's not going to go for fighter. the face. He's going to go for the body because yeah. that's all he can do because he's so short. So he's going to go for the ribs, stomach. Uh, he might even bite. I don't know. Who 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 knows at this point? But, oh yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I know think the cheating. Judge, yeah, I think he. Ex- yeah, he knows all about cheating. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to um, cheat to win. Oh, he's totally going to cheat to win. Uh, maybe some trash can hits or something from the teammates to know exactly which next punch Absolutely. to throw. But I think at the end of the day, though, with the size and the the strength, I'm going to give it to uh, the Aaron Judge. I think he's going to uh, he he pull out a uh, fight here between uh, between the two of them. You know, Steve, I'm going to say the same. I I think Aaron Judge is easily going to win. Yeah. I think Jose Altuve would get beat so bad. Oh God! <laughs> somebody like Alex Bregman or Jeremy Pena would run out to help him, and Aaron Judge would beat them with Jose Altuve's body. <laughs> <laughs> like Yasmani Grandal or something comes yeah. out, or you're sorry, Jordan Alvarez comes Jordan out Alvarez. to help. He picks up Altuve and starts beating him with it. Yeah, start using Altuve like a bat. Oh my gosh! So yeah. that's our on uh, their first fight card. Uh, Aaron Judge definitely is going to beat Jose Altuve. Steve, so yeah, who do you got in yours? So this will be fun. So they faced each other as as pitcher and batter at the end of the World Baseball yes, Classic. Sir. Classic. Um, with, with how the Angels' season is going now since the trade deadline, it wouldn't shock me if anything like this might might happen at some point. I'm going to go with, like, who do you think would win in a fight between Shohei Otani and Mike Trout? Bro, that'd be a close or, one, right? It, well, I, I think it would totally be close. You know, they both have brute strength. You know, they're both similar similar size, height-wise. I think it, it could be, it, it'd definitely yeah. be a uh, you know close one. The The real question, though, is, can Altuve, or sorry, can Otani tag in his interpreter to help? 
That's what I was thinking too. So <laughs> if you're doing tag teams, I don't know if Mike Trout would want to tag in any of those loser angels. Yeah. No. He would probably tap and ask if he could get somebody on somebody else's team because we all yeah. know the angels are just not good and have never helped him in anything. Yeah. Show Otani, I'm telling you, his interpreter probably is like a spider monkey, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy would be all over the place. I don't know who I'd give it to. I would say Mike Trout just because Mike Trout looks more jacked. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's a little bit more of your Mike Tyson. You know, oh, he'd yeah. be throwing haymakers. Power punches. Then, he has. Uh, Probably is probably quicker bat speed, I think, than Shohei Otani. But Shohei Otani, he has a rocket arm, mm-hmm. and he can hit, and yep. he can do everything. So athleticism, I would go Shohei. Okay. But man, Mike Trout, Mike Trout will just not give up. But Mike Trout's yeah. kind of like that, that guy who gets like hurt now, right? So, oh, dude, he probably pull a back muscle or something. Yeah, I, I, but, you know, but similar though. Isn't it, hasn't Otani been hurting himself recently with these cramps and everything? When he, well, yeah. he might cramp out during the fight. It's hard when you're carrying a team on your back. Yeah, ex- ex- <laughs> exactly. We're talking to Kelvin <laughs> Johnson, the Detroit Lions, man. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's what this guy's doing. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to carry. Uh, it's hard hard to carry a team that uh, seven straight losses or whatever it is that the Angels are at right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Talking to Angels, he's doing God's work, man. He's trying really to he's trying to will this team into the playoffs. Uh, I'm going Mike Trout just because, one, Mike Trout's pissed off what happened in the baseball classic, yep. which was an all-time performance and yeah, by Otani. And I just think Shohei seems like too nice of a guy. Like, like he would hit him and then ask if he was okay. Right. Yeah, it's more about respect, so he'd probably bow down to him. Mike yeah. Trout would oh, just... Yeah. The the Millville, what do they call them? The Millville uh, Rocket or some shit. They'll mm-hmm. uh, whatever that yeah. nickname is. Yeah, yeah. He, he would. Yeah, I think I got. I think I got Mike Trout in this. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I think Mike Trout just in strength alone, he's like got that lumberjack strength. I yeah, like, uh, just would be too much for Otani, even with the interpreter. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with Mike Trout. Uh, next on my fight card, I'm gonna go. Simple. We're going to go back in time a little bit, but okay. we're going to get them fighting in today's world would Ooh, be Brad Osmus and Ooh. Gabe Kapler. Now, they were both a part of the 1999 Detroit Tigers. Final team at Tigers Stadium right there. Yeah. Exactly. And they're both yeah. good looking guys. Gabe Kapler, uh, you know, once he gets Instagram, you know <laughs> oh, that something's God. wrong. So I think it's going to be an attack of the pretty boys, the pretty white boys. Ooh. And who do you got winning the pretty boy matchup? From the 99 Tigers, Steve, Brad Osmus, failed manager, or Gabe Kapler, successful manager, question mark? Successful <laughs> manager? Man, this is a tough one, man. You know, because Gabe Kapler, even when he was a baseball player, I mean, even now, he's got two tickets to the gun show right there. Yeah, he does. You know, like, like, he is ripped. And Brad, you know, he's you know he's got that pretty boy look as well. But I think that, uh, I, th- I think Kapler and his, his guns will end up wearing down Brad Osmus. You know, you know, Brett, you give Brett Osmus some credit. He probably, you know, he's a catcher, so he's got that scrappy mentality there from being behind the plate taking yokes. This is the, you know, you think of the Tiger, you know, 90s baseball in general, you know, those pitchers had to, or those catchers had to protect the home plate right there, you know, oh, getting yeah. run over and stuff. So that'd be pretty tough to do that. Oh, but I, I think at the I end like of the that, day, yeah. but at the end of the day, I, I'm going to give it to, uh, I'm going to give it to Gabe Kapler. I think he just, uh, 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 Stamina wise, will uh, outdo Brad Osmus. So. Yeah, Steve, I, I have to agree with you on that. Brett, I like the point you made that Brad Osmus is a former catcher, and he played in the days of where you could hit the catchers. Mm-hmm. They used to block plates and everything, but he was too pretty then. Still too pretty. <laughs> uh, I think he would try to overthink the situation, and I he'd totally be way would. too cocky. And yep. I think Gabe Kapler and his gun show would just rock him. Man, yeah, that's a yeah. good point, though. He probably would overthink it and then get himself out outboxed, like how yeah. he's out ma- uh, how he's outmanaged as a manager in the 2014 uh, division series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gabe Kapler all the way. Gabe yeah. Kapler all the way. Steve, who's on your fight card next? So I'm going to do a battle here of former teammates twice. They were uh, teammates now wow. together twice, and now on uh, now uh, on separate teams within the division, battling for division title here. I'm going to go with. Uh, Future Hall of Famers, uh, Max Scherzer and Justin wow. Verlander in a fight. Now, who do you think would uh, pull this one out? You know, uh, I think I'm going Max Scherzer just because he has the crazy colored eyes. Uh, yeah, he probably gets go red. Off. He gets pissed off very easy. Kind of reminds me of Kurt Schilling. Mm-hmm. He gets pissed off very easy. And he kind of had more of hard knocks coming up. He never had it easy coming up. Justin Verlander was always the bonus baby, man. The number mm-hmm. one pick, the... 
the the guy you know from the Tigers, the um the hot girl, the he's always the perfect all American life, yep. and I just don't think he's as scrappy as Max Scherzer. So I'm going Max Scherzer. Okay. I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna go with Justin Verlander Ooh, because he's okay. gonna hold his dominance as being an ace of the staff uh over uh, Max Scherzer. And I think that uh be, being that ace, being that top dog, he's gonna be able to uh take down the the scrappy number two there. So uh I'm gonna go with JV. No now kind of describing how the fight would go, I thought yeah. with Aaron Judge and Jose, you broke it down pretty good there. Now, do you think this fight would be mostly punches or do you think there'd be some wrestling involved? Because I kind of get Man, the, the I, fact I, that I, Justin I, Verlander would be more of a kind of a technician. He'd be more of a grappler. Oh, I think so because he's from Virginia, right? I mean, right. They, they they wrestle down in the south there, so I yeah. think uh, you know I, th- I think there's going to be some some re- some wrestling involved there. Uh, you know, maybe some uh, grabbing, some flipping, takedowns like that. Yeah. Um, you know, there will be some punches, obviously, but yeah, I think he he'd do more of a a, a tackle style of fight. Yeah. Yeah. Where Max yeah. would probably be all fists. Oh yeah, Max would totally, and I think like you know how his eye his eyes would even change color like they're you know two different colors they'd like change to different colors when oh, it's game time too like like the Hulk or something like Hulk like style. Yeah, I mean they call yeah. him Mad Max, so yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like That's... Red Ross right there. <laughs> Red, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Red, Red Ross. Red Ross. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I'm gonna go. We all right. So we got uh, di- different outcomes from us uh, for for that one right there. So. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, so you pick two solid pitchers. The guys yep. are easily going to the Hall of Fame. I'm taking yep. two bums, two guys <laughs> that they're basically old lemons, broken jalopies Ooh. going against each Ooh. other. Um, battle of the Hertzies. <laughs> battle of the Hertzies. This right, probably wouldn't take right. place in a field because they don't stay on very long. Correct. This would probably okay. take place in the um in the medics room. Oh right? yeah, probably probably in the trainers room. In there, the trainers so room for yep. sure. So yep. I'm thinking Jake Jacob Degrom versus Chris Sale. Steve, who do you got winning? Man, that's tough. They're both like, going to get injured. We know well, that. Oh, oh, j- just getting up from their uh, from from the from the table, you know, yeah. or whatever. It, it's it's going to cause them to get injured. Hundred percent. I I see it. Chris Sale just seems like he's he's a scrappy guy. All right. I feel like feel like old. He's like scrappy dude right here. He's just going to get in. He might he might scratch. He might claw. He might get some punches in. Some stuff to the uh, stomach. Stuff to the face. You know, Degrom. He's, he played with the Mets, so it's you know they're they're queens. You know, you know that's that's still cool, but yeah. I don't think he has that street cred as the South Side of Chicago <laughs> like Chris Sale. All right, he's in Queens. Yeah. So uh, while both of them are going to get injured, I'm going to go with Chris Sale. Makes All sense, right? man. Uh, I yeah. think Texas should toughen up Jacob Degrom. Well, you would think, but he's back on think, the injured right? list. <laughs> He's up for the year again. The last like four starts. Yeah, right? four starts. <laughs> Not even an improvement of last year. Um, no. All right. Chris Sale, on the other hand, when he does come back from injury, he said he'll just do whatever the hell the Red Sox want him to do. He just wants to play. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go Chris Sale too, Steve, just because okay. I think he's just pissed off of being down and out all the time. Yeah. And yeah. at this point, he's going to take all his frustrations out on Jacob DeGrom. So uh, I think this will be a fight of nothing but bare knuckles. These guys are probably not going to be the smartest so they're going to use their throwing hands to, to, oh, totally. to punch each other yeah they're <laughs> both that, going to need tommy john after it too okay well they're going to need tommy john after it too <laughs> so you know that that's going to go down um i'm, I'm going with chris sale too because he notoriously cut up uh <laughs> the jerseys that he was supposed to wear oh uh, yeah uh, i remember there was a start he missed <laughs> against the tigers because he didn't want to wear the throwback jersey yes that's exactly <laughs> at home that's exactly it. And he got oh, it. So man. he defies, he defies people. So I think here, you know, he's six, six, Jacob, DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom is six, four. Jacob yeah. DeGrom's a lefty where he's a righty. I'm yeah. sorry. Jacob DeGrom's a righty where Chris Sale's a lefty. So I'm going from the South Paul okay. from the South side of Chicago. Nice. Yep. Originally Chris Sale all the way too, Steve. Okay. Okay. Now, Steve, now the, the main, main event. event, go ahead and introduce it. Uh, I think, Depends might uh, sponsor this uh, <laughs> this one or somebody uh, shit in their pants too in this one. Uh, that's a gimme. All right. Oh man. So it's a battle of the grizzled managers here. All right. Uh, one is coming off a World Series uh, championship. Uh, the other is probably going to be showing out of Queens at the end of the season. Uh, the one 
you know, has been around the league for many years, play, you know, coach many great people. The one, the other one always seems to get fired before the uh, team takes off. It's going to be Dusty Baker versus Buck Walter, And this Man. one's going to go down in the manager's uh, manager's office here too. Not even in the dugout. Man. They're, they're going to take it on here. Could a, desk, oh, could a desk be involved? Could they use chairs? <laughs> Will they both sit down during it too? Because could they lift those said chairs? Nah, that's that's you know that might be another one where they have to tag somebody in. They might have to get Altuve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who who do you think in the battle of the old fogies? Dusty Dusty Fart Baker, old Dusty Buck Showalter. Um, I'm gonna go Dusty just because I think Buck's his own worst enemy. He's yes, going to do yeah. something to knock himself out. He's going to do totally. like, he's going to be like, get his red Ross, go full bore, trip on something because he just tries too hard. Uh-huh. I can't believe he's younger than Dusty. I thought he would have been older than Dusty Baker. I thought so too. When I, when I was doing a little bit of research for this. Yeah. I, th- I thought, I thought the same thing. Uh, Dusty, but see, Dusty's more of a tactician, right? He seems yeah. like too cool for the game. So he would get in there and he'd be kind of like old Muhammad Ali style. Not because mm. he's black or anything like that. No, no, no. Because I can see him being light on his feet. I can mm. see him studying the fight, you know, weeks or whenever this was before, if it was planned out. So and I can see him. Buck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he all he needs is one to really hit connect. And I uh, bet he, he's going to make that guy's Buck Walters hat pop off his head. Man, with so, those rubber gloves. Does he still wear the rubber gloves? You know Remember what? He had the gloves on. Yeah. He probably does wear those rubber gloves. I think those rubber glo- rubber gloves made it to uh, Cooperstown after he won the uh, World Series last Fuck year. Fuck yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because yeah. he knows how to strangle people, those motherfuckers, totally. too. That's so. Exactly. <laughs> Leaves no trace. Leaves no yeah. trace. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Dusty Baker, man, who do you got? I got to lean towards Dusty, too. I mean, I feel like he might use his toothpick as a weapon as well. You know, he always has that toothpick in his mouth. Oh, yeah, like, just yeah. Just pick it out and, like, hit it and, like, get Buck Walter in the eyeball or something. Spit it in his eye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like uh, Dusty Tacticianer right there. Yeah. You know, he'll play He'll play the long uh, game uh, while Buck will just, uh, like you said, Buck will just, he won't be able to get out of his own way, uh, similar to what's been happening this season in, in Queens. Yeah, uh, and his season sometimes with the with uh you know the Orioles or with the Yankees. Yeah, the Diamondback. You know, he just can't seem to get out of his own way there. Uh, yeah. So I think Dusty will use that to uh, his advantage, and uh, he'll be able to uh, to take out Buck. It's going to take a while though because they're old. Uh, so it might it might, it might be go, a long it might fight. go a few rounds, and they might have to take like nap breaks or something. Like yeah, that. it might be one of those where your uncles decide to put on the gloves at a, like a family cookout, and they get all fucking uh, yeah. winded and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right on. And Buck Walter, everywhere he's went, he kind of has that Don Mattingly curse. They win after he leaves. They do. Yep. So I can totally see him just fucking up the fight completely. Oh, Dusty, totally. Baker. Dusty Baker just pisses excellence. Oh, man. Or, uh, yeah, he screws up the fight and then someone else steps in and beats Dusty for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that main title. Yeah. We, yeah. We both got that one, man. Dusty Baker. I agree. Did, so the only one we disagreed on, what was it? The Scherzer Verlander? The Scherzer Verlander one. We we disagreed on the outcome of that one. So that was fun. But yeah, I think we're on, on, on the same page when it comes to fights. And I wish we could do, I wish there was a video game where you could simulate, simulate this. It'd be pretty dope. I think it'd be dope too. They could do that with like all sports. Uh huh. Like hockey and football and just go and head to like, head. Maybe they can go like through the years. Like, uh, oh, that'd know, be nice. Bill Lambeer takes on, uh, bill walton or something like that that'd be know. sick like, like like not 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 1980s bill walton but like 1970s bill walton when he was yeah still like uh, good yeah when he actually could move yeah exactly exactly without his yeah. knee popping out or like anyway. Lambeer versus bob probert old detroit red oh, wings yeah. defenseman hell yeah oh, dude. that'd be fun or lame beer lame beer versus anybody yeah, lame beer anybody versus, i'd like uh, to see darren mccarty That'd be yeah, and we're talking when they're in their primes at that. Yeah, so exactly. I, I'd still take Lambeer probably. I think I would. Remember Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball? Fuck yeah! For Super Nintendo, that game was fun. Hell yeah, man! They don't make games like that anymore. No, no. Um, no, it was good. I love it. That was a fun yeah. one. Thanks. Definitely. Uh, yeah, the main card lived up to the hype. Dusty oh, totally. Battle of the Old Old Guard, man. Dusty yep. Baker and Buck Walter. Oh man. So with that, should we uh, head on over to the Fancy Factory? Let's do it. All right. What do we got? Good good question for this week. Yeah, we actually have an interesting question because okay. I don't know Slap if you want to talk about it on your side, but okay. I thought this match is actually perfect 
uh, to potentially to maybe yeah. something that happened in your life. But uh, anyways, um, AJ Marsh from Nagani, Michigan. Hey, Nagani, right. Michigan. Nice. He you. asks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he asks. My best friend is in a fantasy baseball league that I am the commissioner. of. OK. Uh, he used to be heavy into it, but as life would go, he got engaged as a kid. We've all heard that story before. Right. I haven't seen him in a while, but now his wedding is next week and I'm standing up in his wedding. The other guys who are standing up with me are also in the league. I so badly want to kick my friend out of this league or tell him to get his shit together, but feel it might be the wrong time. Steve, how would you approach this? Man, that's tough. Yeah. You know, because it's supposed to be a happy, a joyous day to your your wedding. I'd wait till them. I'd wait till the reception, to be honest with you. <laughs> when you get some booze in them. When you get some booze in them and then and then talk to them. Yeah. But it's definitely something that you have to talk to him about, I think, at some point. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're playing this friend and this friend who never sets his lineup beats you. Oh. Uh, because that that's always just a bad, a bad feeling in general. Yeah. When you're putting forth the effort and then you have someone in there uh that that comes in and, and beats you. But it's definitely something that you have to approach. Just you don't want to take the thunder out of their day though, though. Uh so I would say wait until maybe the reception, especially if it's an open bar, and then uh approach the subject then and say, Hey man, either you start setting your lineup or you're kicking rocks after this year, because there's nothing worse than playing in a league where not all the teams try. Right. So, you know, we're looking at our league right now. What do we have? A 12, 10, 12 team league, 12 team league. league here. Yeah. And I think all of our teams try except for one or two. Yeah. So that just makes things even more competitive. It kind of levels that playing field there. So like no week, you can't take a week for granted. Yeah. And it just makes it that much more fun to play. So, yeah, talk with him, but probably wait until after he's married. That makes sense. No, it's a good way to approach it because you want to say something, but, you know, before the wedding, he's probably nervous. Yep. Yeah, uh, he's got a lot of stuff on his mind, clearly. Yeah. Um, the soon-to-be bride probably doesn't want to hear talk about fantasy baseball fantasy before right she's there. about to walk down the aisle. On the most oh, my God, that'd be life. dope. Like, it was during the ceremony, like, you're up there standing. Hey, man, oh, can I talk to this one? <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. Hey, mind if I interrupt? <laughs> hey, let's just set your lineup right here. I mean, right? if I was drunk enough before the wedding, I, I would probably... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah pre, oh, man, pre-gaming it before the wedding. Oh, man, I remember my brother, my youngest brother got married, and we... I drank so much the night before. Okay. That I came to his wedding. I was drunk still at the wedding. It was <laughs> just, still drunk. I, was, I was puking. I just couldn't get over it. I mean, once oh, I hit the, the reception, I felt better, but man, mm-hmm. that was, a, that was some, that was a rough couple of days. But oh. at the same time, yeah, I mean, yeah, you kind of want to bring it up when yeah. everything's light, there's mm-hmm. booze involved, and you probably won't have to bring it up like all serious, like, <laughs> Hey man, hey. congratulations! But uh, hey, listen, you're really fucking with our league here. You guys are putting <laughs> put your lineup in, and you know what? Really pisses me off when I play you. You don't set your lineup, and you still beat me. All right? I know. See, that's the worst. And Yahoo Baseball, if you're ever listening to this, please change be, your rules. Please change your rules. If somebody's not putting in their lineup, that should be automatic should be forfeited. That should be a forfeited win. That be that way. That person gets an easy win, and it doesn't have to be like eleven to zero or whatever. It could be you know five to zero, six to zero, seven to zero. But at yeah. least make it fair. <laughs> I, when someone's putting in their lineup and then they end up losing to a team that's cough, just like cough, fuck me it. last week. Yeah, I yeah. lost seven to two to a guy that didn't even have a second baseman. I did, <laughs> and and like and like there were people in his lineup. Who were yeah. on the IL and he still yeah. beat? He still he still beat me. Fucking brutal. And he got the pitching innings minimum too. That's fucking wild. Yeah, oh. I was at least banking. Uh, maybe he didn't have enough pitchers in there to get to the yeah. 30 innings. But nope, he got into the forties. Oh, bro, that's so and steamrolled me. Oh man. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's so, that's a that's tough. A one. Great, great. Yeah, great question though. I, pre- I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, great question. Like Steve said, bring it up after the wedding. Yeah, you get know, some booze in, yeah. and you know what? I don't know if if he's having like I know some guys, a lot of guys I know who I've stood up in a lot of weddings. Um, <laughs> always the grooms, never the groom. Um, jeez. Oh, uh, they usually will have their uh bachelor party the day before the wedding. Smart. Some smart. of them do. Well, it's smart, kind of, but not so smart Maybe. because the I groom was... can't get like totally shitty. You know right. what I mean? So. Um, I'll say at my bachelor party, I got, you know, when I was married, you know, you know I got pretty tanks. So. But see, that would have been the time to bring up if somebody who's not putting in their lineup is like, yeah. hey, man, 
like putting your lap because you know the boys. You know the boys will be there, like giving them shit. Like, come on, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Putting your fucking lineup. Exactly. I remember I got so drunk at the Whitecaps game. I invited everybody over to uh to, to my apartment, and then uh, oh, wow. when everyone got there, you know, obviously, uh, you know, my my now ex wife was there because we were living together. I went and passed out, so she was the one that had to entertain them. Oh shit, she was there. Oh, yeah. Man. She's like, yep. yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. The main, main attractions Steve, out. Steve, yeah, Steve will be right out. <laughs> oh, wait, he's passed out in the bed. I guess he's not coming out. <laughs> uh, so many jokes it I can say. Anyways, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Steve. Yeah. Let's do some starter city. You ready? I am. Let's cue the music. All right. This week, Steve, starting in the outfield, Tyler O'Neill or Andrew Vaughn, outfield, start or sit? Tyler O'Neill. Uh, Lane Thomas or TJ Friedel, who are we starting? Uh, TJ Friedel. Uh, Freddie Freeman or Ty France? MVP uh, back in the race, Freddie Freeman. Which is wild. Ty France yeah. or Matt Olson? Matt Olson. <clears throat> Sean Murphy or Kybert Ruiz? Sean Murphy. Uh, Jorge Mateo or Jeremy Pena, shortstop? Jeremy Pena. Uh, Brian Reynolds or Lords Guriel Jr.? Brian Reynolds. Jordan Westberg or Orlando Arcia? Orlando Arcia. Luis Urias or Thero Estrada? Luis Urias. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon or Trent Grisham? Grisham. Zach uh, Geloff, Geloff or Geloff or Ha Seong Kim, second base? Ha Seong Kim. Ramon Lariano or Lorena or Brian De La Cruz, outfield? Uh, Ramon Lorena. Uh, Colton Kauser or Mickey Moniak? Mickey Maniac. Yeah, Maniac's coming up, hey? Yeah, Strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spencer Steer or Josh Bell for space? You know, Spencer Steer, he homered today. Kiki Hernandez or Jeff McNeil, second base? Kiki Hernandez, which is funny. Uh, I read that the uh, Red Sox are still having Kiki Hernandez bobblehead dig. Oh, that is interesting. Well, they and already Jeff- made him, so I guess they might as well use him, right? I mean, <laughs> he's playing hot right now, and Jeff yeah. McNeil couldn't be colder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, Will Smith or JT Romuto? Will Smith. Uh, Sal Freilich or James Outman? Sal Freilich. Freilich again or Brian Anderson outfield? Freilich. Hell yeah. Julio Rodriguez or Randy Arozarena? Julio Rodriguez. Uh, Mark Canna or Ed- Tommy Edmond? Tommy Edmond. And rounding it out, uh, Edmundo Sosa or Ahmed Rosario, shortstop? Me Sosa. What do we got for waiver wire? Uh, so here are three players that I'm looking at on the waiver wire for this week that you might want to uh, look at uh, picking up. Uh, first is uh, Davis Schneider, Toronto, hot prospect, toward start to his career, guys on fire. He's up 25% Yahoo leagues, hit 529 last week with two dingers, five RBIs. See if he can keep it up uh, as uh, his career uh, keeps going, uh, or is he going to uh, taper off? We'll see. Second is Cutter Crawford for Boston. He's up 17% Yahoo leagues. Has a .84 ERA in the last two weeks with a win and 12 Ks. And third on the list is uh, TJ Friedel, uh, up 10% in Yahoo Leagues. He hit 318 with three home runs and seven RBIs last week. So those are the three players I'm looking at this week on the waiver wire. Nice. Shall we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Up this week for me, let's talk to a retired one, Cole Hamels. Uh, he's up by a lot, eleven dollars and fifty-eight cents. That's a two ninety point nine five percent increase. Market price right now sits around fifteen dollars and fifty-six cents. Good on him. Uh, it's two thousand twelve Tops Heritage number one thirty-two, seventeen uh, two thousand seventeen Bowman Chrome Super Refractor, and his 06 Tops Update number one forty-five, which is his rookie card. Uh, down this week is Trey Turner. Ouch. Not surprised. Down. Yeah. Yeah. $1.97 and dropping steadily to that's a 12.83% decrease. Market price right now sits around $13.38. Uh, it's for 2014 Bowman draft, it's 2016 Bowman rookie card, which is the number 130, and his 2023 Series 2 Orange Foil, number 475, all are down. Right. Up for me this week is Dick Pohl. Get a day. Hey, get a day. <laughs> Dick is up $3.61, sir. 64.58% increase to a market value of $9.20 for Dick Pohl. Uh, up cards includes 1974 Tops Rookie, number 596, and his 1977 Tops, number 187. Uh, down for me this week, he needs to go down, is Chris Bryant. Hey! He on fire, right? 
down $5.11 or 64.04% decrease to market value of right around $2.87. Wow. What happened to Chris Bryant? What right? happened? Yeah. To, uh, down cars includes 2017 Tops Triple Thread uh, and it's 2021 Tops Series 1 1952 Tops Redux number T52-39. I mean, he's not even having success in Colorado, which is a hitter-friendly no. field. It's just... Mm-hmm. I, something's going on with him, man. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's almost like he's just not having fun playing anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like once he had kids, he's like, I'm just not having yeah. fun anymore playing this Seriously. game. I don't know. That's what it looks like. It, it does. It does, man. It's quite part of our forgotten series. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Now, yeah. 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 <laughs> Shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Yeah, let's do it. All right. It's a happy heavenly birthday to Cincinnati Reds manager. Great. Bill McCutchney, born on August the 7th of 1886. Now, he made the Hall of Fame here, not because of his playing, because he only batted 251 with eight home runs, 240 RBIs, but as a uh, great manager, winning uh, almost 1,900 games. Uh, as a manager, mostly uh, uh, great years there were in uh, Cincinnati. So as a player, he was in Pittsburgh, Boston, was with the Yankees, uh, New York, New Newark Peppers, New York Giants, Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates. Then, as a manager, he started with the New York Newark Peppers as a player, and then after his career was over, uh, playing career that is, uh, moved to Pittsburgh, managed there for a bit, moved to St. Louis, managed the Cardinals for a bit, Boston Braves for about seven years, and then rounded out for eight years there in Cincinnati. Uh, he was a three-time World Series champion as a member of the uh, uh, as a manager, two with the Reds, and then one as a coach on uh, forty-eight. With the Cleveland, then Cleveland Indians, I believe he was a bench coach or one of their coaches on their staff there. Uh, all other accolades include being part of the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. Uh, he was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 1962 as part of the Veterans Committee. A uh, little trivia on him. His nickname was Deacon because he sang in his church choir and generally lived a quiet life. So it's a happy hmm. heavenly birthday to Bill McCutcheney. Newark Peppers. That's a name, eh? Yeah, right. That's, yeah. Man, great teams of the early 1900s, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a fucking show. Woo. That is a show, man. Uh, that was a good show. No, that was a fun show. Next week, yeah. we'll be doing, uh, yeah, might as well tell it already now, we'll probably be doing our Field of Dreams game draft. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> there won't be a Field of Dreams game this year, which kind of sucks, but yeah, for the we'll most part, yeah, we'll still do our thing. So basically, we'll spin the wheel, figure out uh, what era we're going to draft in, draft yeah. our team, set our lineups, and rock and roll, and Man. in a simulated game online, see who wins. <laughs> Man, it's going to be great. I'm defending my title. Yeah, yeah. Year, so yeah, you won. Event. Yep. Which, I can't remember. Did we do the 80s? We did uh, 60s. 60s? Yeah, we might have did. We might each did two different decades. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We each had a, I think. Yeah, I think I had the 60s and you might have had the 80s. Yeah, that's right. We each spin and we figure out. Yeah, we'll we'll get all the rules going again. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll, look through, we'll look through the last episode. We'll look through the, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun last year. Um, yeah. And so, so in the meantime, everybody, uh, thanks so much for listening. We literally can't thank you enough. Um, if you want to uh, send us a question, uh, at Michael J. Dalt or at Stephen dot Ford O two. That's Instagram is usually the best way. Yep. Um, shit, Steve. In the meantime, let's get the fuck out of here. And yep. I don't know. Fuck, it's kind of a weird, gloomy fucking day outside. It is. Yeah. Well, get the fuck out of here. We'll catch you guys all next week. Deuces. Deuces.